are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Actually, two out of the five Death Leopards. We got uh, Lee's throat, Joe Elliott. And hello, how are you? Are you, are you hearing the same echo I'm hearing? Yeah, it's great. It doesn't sound wonderful. We've got a resonance in here. And uh, Steve Clark, a lead guitarist. Bye. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing about you guys. I mean, how phenomenally well you've uh, caught on. We'd like to now play, because a lot of people are interested in this brand new LP of yours, uh, we'll be taking the calls on the rock line and hopefully getting some answers for all your questions for you guys. But let's right now play a couple of the new album let the music speak for itself. So let it go from the brand new Death Leopard album entitled High and Dry. Back on the rock line once again, of course, that was Let It Go from the brand new LP by Death Leopard, uh, High and Dry. And we'll be back to take your calls for Joe Elliott and Steve Clark of Death Leopard. Numbers to call again, 800. Let's really say hello, Beamer. And this is Joe. Hello, Beamer. Same thing, Stephen. Hello, Beamer. That's right. Now we know that on the, my right my right ear is Stephen, and my left ear is, uh, is Joe. Actually, I don't know how it's coming out of your home there, but there it is. Uh, before going on, when the rock line will be open in a minute, I'd uh, like to tell all my people out there that last night, Death Leopard uh, played in Columbia, Maryland, I believe. Mm -hmm. And after uh, leaving us tonight, they're going to uh, Los Angeles International Airport to grab a red eye. Back to Norfolk, Virginia. Yep, that's right. I love you. I love, I love you a lot for flying in to do the show. And not being afraid of the air controllers up there. I love you a lot. <sighs> um, let's take calls. I'll ask questions later. Let's uh, pick up on Mark of Kansas City. You're listening to over KY 102. Go ahead, Mark. You're on the rock line. Hello, Joe. Hi. Hello. i got a question for you. I'd like to know how you guys got together. And did you know that you were going to be the immediate success that you were? Uh, how we got together? Hmm. <clears throat> Around about the beginning of 1978, um, I bumped into Pete Willis, our other lead guitarist, who I've known I've known him for about 10 years. To buy, um, I was going to buy a guitar off him because I was playing guitar, attempting to play guitar. And um, I just said to him, like, do you want to get a band together? And he said, well, not really, because I've just joined one, but we want a singer. So. Um, that was it, basically. <laughs> I had no audition. I just said, I'll do it, because I think they just took me on because I was tall and had long hair. Mm. You know, I mean, I couldn't sing. I didn't, I didn't sing for six weeks. I've been joining the band. We didn't have any gear, you know. I sung the first time after about six weeks, and it was awful, you know. They put up with it, I think. And then in January, Steve joined. We, Pete, Pete bumped into him at college, and uh, he came down and played the entire solo out of Freebird. <laughs> that was it. That's we invited him to join. That was a good question, a good answer. Let's talk to uh, let's go to Norfolk and uh, WNOR and Julie. Hello, Julie. Hi, uh, Joe and Steve. Uh, what do your families think of your success at such young ages? Uh, hi, Julie. This is Joe. Um, they didn't really. Um, I can't think of the word. They weren't really that keen at the beginning. You know, it's. The old statement, why don't you get a steady job, boys, you know? I'm a doctor, lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> chartered accountant. But um, as soon as he started seeing the name in all the papers and what have you. That changed. That, yeah, that's it. You know, as soon as you see the name. You got the same answer to Stephen, or you got a good Yeah, they, they didn't really encourage it at the beginning, but as soon as he started getting his first EP, the refiners itself. Oh, you're still Yeah. Your folks loved you. Yeah, they yeah. were great. The question I want to ask you a while back was that, uh, um, um, about heavy metal. Uh, I understand that you guys don't like to be referred to as heavy metalers. What do you like to refer to? 
Hard rock is hard rockers. Oh. Good old rock and rollers. Rock and roll. Oh, that's yeah. much better. I like that myself, actually. Let's go to uh, Diane of Albany, listening to her QIX 106. Hi, Diana. Go ahead. Diana, are you there? Hi. How are you doing? Hi. Good. Um, I got two questions to ask you. Um, on the first album, you have uh, thank, a special thanks to Gabby Schenker, and I was wondering if she was related to Michael or Rudolph Schenker of the Scorpions. Yes. She is. She is Michael's ex-wife. She uh, she was our secretary for a while, but she's no longer. And she's no longer Michael's wife either. <laughs> <laughs> you got another question? Or is that it? Diana? Yeah. Um, I was wondering... I'm here. Um, I was wondering about the Michael Schenker and Rudolph Schenker and everything. Um, <clears throat> when we were in England, where we were born. Sheffield, <laughs> right? Yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, when we were in England, um, we decided to take a big shortcut. And instead of just plodding around the club circuit for God knows how many years, we, uh, we scraped and scrounged and stole a lot of money. And we self-financed a extended play single. Um, what was the name of the label? It was a funny name label. Bludgeon Rifola. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we put three songs out on this EP and uh, we sent it around all the radio stations in England and all the music papers and um, we started getting a lot of good press and, and a lot of airplay on the rock shows because it was like self-finance a lot of people gave it a chance and miraculously it charted in the BBC charts with no record company back up and it got to number 84 in the BBC singles charts. And you were practically teenagers with the exception of yourself, you're the eldest at 20. Yeah, I was a teenager then. You were, we're a teenager then, that's right, oh, you were all yeah. teenagers. You were, you were this, teenagers. Is, this is 78. 78, so it's three years down the line. You're yeah. now 22 and you were 19 then. And due, due to uh, getting the charts, only some merit sort of thing, we got a lot of press. I mean with music press and that ultimately encouraged record companies to come and see us. Besides the music being great, did you get a lot more press uh, titles because of your age? I think so, yeah. yeah. That did help at the start. Yeah. It got a bit of drawback. Yeah, it bugs us a bit now. It bugs us a bit, yeah. Because you stuck with it for a few years anyway, so you're all into your latter 20s, right? Yeah, and then when we get old, people say, oh, they're not the youngsters, they were. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Let's go to David of L.A. listening to the KLOS. Hi, David. Hello. Hello? Yeah, we're here. All right, fun to get through. I'd like to know, since the first... The first two albums, right? What is the different sounds and qualities of the last two albums? Sorry, can you say that again? I've got all these feedback. Something about uh, what is the difference in the, since the first uh, album release or the EP release to the where the second LP really right now? Has there been any change? I think in the uh, quality or the, the, the direction of the sound. Uh, the direction of the sound, yeah, because. It's due to Mott Langer production, you know, is so much better than what we did on that EP. Yeah, might have just produced Varner and uh, yeah. done so many we, that, we did this EP, we did the EP in like 15 hours, you know, recorded it and mixed it down and everything. You did the what, the EP? Yeah. In 15 hours? Yeah. yeah. That's when you were, you know, That's solo voice, right? Yeah, right? Let's take another call. We can get, uh, I think, uh, Gary of uh, Jacksonville. Gary, listen to us over uh, Rock 105. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, um, I'd like to ask Morning, uh, with how you like success at such a young age, you know, how do you come on success at such a young age, you get good promoters or what? Um, it's just due to the fact that the, the EP got us a record contract. Um, once we got the record contract, we already had a bit of a name in England, and I think that helped get the name going over here, because the first album went top 20 straight away in England which 
gave a bit of a buzz over here for like yeah, we were lucky. releases. We were lucky with the EP because we were one of the first bands to do that in England, to, to finance as an EP. Not many other groups were doing it, so it automatically created interest. Where'd you get the money to, uh, you know, where'd you get the money to uh, just spring, sprang and just save up your pennies and all that kind of thing? Yeah. We stopped drinking for stopped a week. Stopped drinking for yeah. a week, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just for a week. I love, it. Money. I love it. You're on tour now with Ozzy, right? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Going, going back to the tour with him uh, tomorrow? Yeah, in, uh, yeah. In Norfolk? For about another month. And uh, just with him alone. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're looking forward to, uh, like, uh, being headliners in your own? Yeah, eventually, yeah. Eventually. Maybe next year. Maybe 82. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Listen, I'm going to break away right now. We'll be back, of course. Uh, to uh, I don't want anybody to go away because the rock lamp is over at PLJ to stand, stand by. Darren, go ahead. Hey, how are you guys doing? Fine. How are you? All right, fine. Um, right. I want to know, uh, why did you record your song on through the night on your second album rather than the first? Oh, because we wanted that kind of reaction from it, really. Um, it's like having two title tracks on one album. It wasn't a leftover from the first album. We just thought it was a good title to use for a song. So uh, it was really Steve that was nagging me to do it. So I, I did I it. He thought, he thought it was a good title for a song as well. Steve's the nagger. You're the lead yeah. throat. He's the nagger. He's the nagger. He's the lead okay. nagger. Let's, let's play High and Dry right now, the title track, High and Dry Saturday Night, uh, from the brand new Def Leppard LP on the rock line. Dry Saturday night, Death Leopard out of the brand new LP. That's the title track, and we're back on the rock line with uh, uh, Joe and Steve of Death Leopard. We're going back to the rock line uh, phones, and we're going to pick up on Norfolk. And we got Wayne. Go ahead, Wayne, check in. Wayne, are you there? Hi, Wayne. Mm -hmm. Hi, Joe. This is Wayne. <laughs> We've been sitting around here at WNOR in Norfolk, and I'd like to know where's Sam Shampoo? What is this? There's an in thing here. What, am I, what is going yeah, by me here? I'd just like to announce to God knows how many millions listening that I think this is Rick Allen, our drummer, on the phone. Oh, Joe, how you doing? <laughs> Hello, Foxy Mama. Yeah. Hey, Foxy Mama. Oh, yeah, you mofo. <laughs> yeah, this is a total in-joke. I don't understand it either. How are you doing, John? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. We're yeah. doing fine here. You're... You know what's up? Go on, then. Uh, stay on there a minute. He's lost his shampoo. <laughs> now, which one is this? The Southern North Carolina? Tumbo, no, sir. I'm well. Can you run it? Tumbo, we can't do it. That's our bass player. How are you? Um, you're, you're fired. What have you been drinking? <laughs> what do you mean I'm fired? What have you been drinking? <laughs> They're all stoned. That's what it is. They're all stoned. They're all stoned. No, no, we're straight as a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> what? Straight as a what? That is a die and a die is bent. Okay. <laughs> no, we've, we've just been working all day, not traveling around on airplanes. <laughs> Cheers. I'll remember you when we get back. Oh, great stuff. And our next call, please. On the next call, please. Hey, Rick, is this Rick Savage? Yeah, that's they, right. They don't want to talk to you anymore, Rick. Anything else you really want to say to them? Uh, no, not really. Just <laughs> get back. We've got a gig tomorrow over here. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you later. <laughs> what do you, what do you, Rick, before you go, well, you're, you're at WNOR, right? That's right. What yeah. are you guys doing up there? You're being interviewed over there? Yeah, we were doing, yeah, about uh, half an hour ago. Yeah, it was really good. You and who else? Yeah, uh, well, Peter and, and, and Rick. Oh, the other three. Yeah, that's Okay. Right. Phenomenal. Thank you for checking in, Wayne. Yeah, okay, then. Thank you. <laughs> 
Bye, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Okay, that, that's wild. Sound, it sounded dicey when it's a Wayne. Yeah, does it sound dicey? You... Yeah, we've got, this, we've got this idiot tape on the bus, and it's this guy, he must be an American called Wayne Booby. <laughs> and it's got this, this queer that rings in. Uh, it's really funny. So you felt you felt a little bit weird there from many. Oh, they begin to sucker me. Okay, good. We always like to sucker our guests if we possibly can, just for fun. Let's go to uh, Frank of Bakersfield. Go ahead, Frank. Frank, are you there? Is Frank? Hello? Frank, yes, go ahead. Hello, Frank. We get you. Hello, stay there. Okay, Frank, you can go ahead. Hello? Yeah, we hear you. hardly hear that one. Uh, Frank, do you want to try us again a little later? We're having trouble picking you up. Let's go to Bill of uh, Tampa. Listen, sober 95, uh, 95 FM. Go ahead, Bill. Bill, are you there? We're having trouble with the lines tonight. Hello, Bill. Hello, Bill. 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 Yeah. Okay, talk away. Yeah, tell me. I was wondering uh, how the Ramones originated their name. The Ramones? That's later on, Bill. I don't know how you got through this early. We're talking to Duff Leopard. But thank you for checking in this early. Uh, we'll be back to uh, more of the calls here. I think it's amazing. Don't forget those numbers are 800-4213. Would you care to answer that? Don't turn, don't turn. Out in the way. Uh, how do you feel about uh, America? You, got any, you, you toured last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're touring again this year. What are your, what are your impressions of America? Love her. Yeah, it's right, great. Love it. You like it a lot? You like yeah. to spend more time over here than in England? Well, we have to. It's yeah. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You can, you, can you can cover England in a very, very fast couple of days, right? Yeah, it's not okay. Not Let's go to uh, Joanne. Listen to this over at KGB FM in San Diego. Go ahead, Joanne. Joanne. Hi. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Very okay. Well. Um, first of all, I just want to say, okay, I hope I get the question I want to ask across clearly. What I want to know is, hey, I really, really like the sound that your music, you know, that
Marcus is my name. Van Halen. Van Halen. But yeah. real Speedwagon are actually in the charts, but I don't think they're hard rock anymore. Hmm. That's interesting. Soft like yeah. Why? They're a bit soft. I think they're in the charts because they've got a single. We got time for you to hit. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You have time to hit your. You got your itinerary in your hand there. It's right over here. Is it over here? You got it. Why don't you give a little class rundown, Joe, of where we're going to be uh, other than Norfolk tomorrow night? You're flying back in the red eye tonight. Yeah, well, um, we've got about another month with Aussie, and uh, I'll quickly skip down the place. What places? What places? Um, I don't know the areas because it's not written down. Oh, it isn't? <laughs> they're like Memphis, Atlanta. Okay. Columbus, Tampa, Miami, Jacksonville. All that's happening in the next month or so. Yeah. And then after that, we're going out with Blackfoot, and we're going out in, like, the southeast, um, the eastern part of the Midwest. Well, keep smoking those methylated cigarettes, and you'll be on top of your game. Yeah. Okay, that's about it. I want to thank you very much, Joe Elliott and Steve Clark of Death Leopard. Anytime. Okay. All right, so you have a safe and sane trip back to uh, Norfolk tonight. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Joe Perry. He'll be soon. Well, you asked the question. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. We have Lee Gershman, and we also have Dr. Fuck Ralph Fierra. What's up, guys? How the fuck hey. did you get me on this show, dude? I have hey, no how idea. how you doing, man? My, <laughs> name is, my name is Dr. Fuck, and, and this is my co-host, um, Wee First Man. How are you doing, Wee? Hi. Hi. I'm Lee Gershman. <laughs> oh, and I live. Oh, I live in Oakland. And I diddle with my anus. Actually, actually, I'm kind of interested. Are you ready for a date? Oh, Oh, Dr. Fuck, I never knew you were a homosexual like me. Uh, Okay, you're Dr. Fuck, I'm Lee, okay? Let's get back to reality. All right, here we go. All right, but first, but before we, we're doing the Def Leppard high and dry, but before we get into that, we have some business to take care of. Uh, there's this troll on Facebook that's fucking with everybody now. He's fucking with my friend Terrence uh, Reardon from the Terrence and Friends uh, audio visual video visual podcast on YouTube. Uh, Freaking Andrew fucking Jacobs. He used to guest on my show. He used to be on a podcast with me and Terrence. Uh, Terrence was so nice to the guy. He let him on the podcast. And freaking this guy's just stabbing everybody in the back now. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him, man. Well, uh, I'll tell you the history of this clown, this ass clown. Um, it all started where, you know, he would run around and make top ten lists of podcasts he loves, and he'd always put Rock and Metal Combat Podcast as number one, and Ian as his favorite podcaster. Always. he put me at number two. But then, all he did was post anti-women shit, anti-women shit, and... Ian got sick of it, so he called him out on it. He got butt hurt. He took Ian off his top ten and put me at number one, which is really, really the definition of a poser. I mean, hey, why don't you like something for what it is, not for how the people act toward you? Oh, I'm going to change my opinion now on Ian because uh, because he made fun of me for hating women. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but, you know... The word is he hates he hated women way back then because his wife left him for a woman. I don't know how true that is, but it sounds it sounds like it's legit. But anyway, um, I never and then I don't know I don't even remember the problem I had with him, but he ended up deleting me and I I wasn't on his top ten whatever I don't even remember what the fuck was up. And uh, so then he comes back and he still has a problem with Ian. 
And then he starts like leaving little like I would put up something on my on my wall, and then he would leave like a comment bashing Ian. And I would tell him nicely, dude, take it to your wall. Don't bring it. Ian's my friend, and that seems to upset him that Ian's my friend. Obviously, so uh, all this time, and then you know, you know, he. he I, I never said anything about this guy. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. He really did annoy the living shit out of me. But I was like, whatever. You know, I, I would let it slide. Uh, and, not, and I would leave everything he would say about Ian. I would never take back to Ian. I would never tell Ian all this fucked up shit he was saying about him. And then he went to the Rock and Pod Expo 2 page and started bashing Ian where Ian can see it. And that's where it all started. That's where Ian has gone ape shit on him on the podcast and saying all this crap about him and his wife and blah, blah, blah. And, hey, Ian's part of that podcast as much as me. I don't censor anything Ian says. And believe me, Ian says a lot of shit I don't like either. But I'm not a butt, I'm not a butt hurt fucking poser like this guy. So now all of a sudden he starts bashing me with a, a racial slur, by the way. Yes, he's a racist. And, um... So now it's like, okay, you know what? You annoyed me anyway, but now you're starting to attack me after I didn't say a goddamn word to you or a word about you? Fuck you. Now I'm going to throw my hat in the ring, and me and Ian are just going to bash the guy relentlessly. He can't take it. He's a little butthurt. And, and on top of that, here's the God's honest truth. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm not going to tell on anybody, but it is true. A lot of people dislike this guy. But a lot of people don't want to tell him because, after all, he supports their podcast. And, you know, and hey, you know, that's their prerogative. I'm not going to bash anybody for that. After all, I wasn't bashing him for bashing Ian. So I'd be a hypocrite for throwing in and bringing up names. So Ian, he, he, him and Ian are having this. And it gets, it gets even more poserish. Listen to this shit. This is just really recent. Him and Ian are going back and forth. And then Ian said to him, Dude, everybody, all the podcasts think you're a fucking fool. They just don't want to tell you this and that. He goes, oh, yeah? So he sends a screenshot, and, of course, he blocks who this person is. But obviously there's a podcast out there that really doesn't like us. You know, and uh, which, hey, look, there's a lot of podcasts I don't like, but I don't go out of my way. I don't even say anything about them. I mean, with the exception of Freeform, but, hey, you looked... You, you know, you, you were starting with us, Mark. So, you know, that was... I know. You know, th that's the past. I'm not going to bash your show anymore. But I'm just saying, you were throwing stones at us, so I will bash your... But it was for a reason. We never gave a reason for this poser podcast that Andrew Jacob is too pussy to say who they are. Because I'd love to know who this pussy is that has such a problem with us but doesn't, doesn't have the fucking balls to tell us. Anyway, but it doesn't matter, you know, because they're both posers. You know, it's just like um, the last time at the Rock and Pod Expo, we had this uh, podcast kiss our ass, literally telling us how great we were and this and that. And then the minute we leave, he goes talk to this other podcast that wasn't fond of us. And then he starts bashing us. That's poser shit. And that's what I consider this little fucking poser, whoever's talking to Andrew Jacobs, saying how he doesn't like me and Ian. And that's fine because you know what? There's not a podcast, a, not a band, not a person on this planet universally loved by everybody of course a lot of people aren't going to get the rock and metal combat podcast we're scumbags and we're damn proud of it and a lot of these like oh and you know and and honestly i'm not naming names but yes 
there's a lot of podcasts that play it safe and they're nice in this and that's cool that's their thing they got their listeners and that's cool i'm not gonna bash any podcast as much as i don't like it hey people like it so therefore that's cool but this idiot whoever this podcast is and by the way uh this guy telling you know Mar uh jacobs all this shit jacobs deep inside loves the rock and metal comedy podcast he loves us he thinks we're the best he didn't change his opinion on us he didn't he's lying he's a poser he knows we're the best we were number one on his list forever until ian called him out then all of a sudden to, you know and on true poser fashion i'm gonna stop uh liking these guys because ian doesn't like that i bash women 24 7 and he's always calling Lee ian like you know like uh freeloading off it dude ian pays for everything ian plugs the fuck out of the podcast ian does all the hard work when it comes to the podcast all i do is so sit there talk and edit and send it to him he does the rest but this idiot doesn't know what goes down on this podcast everything he says about us is just horseshit and he's just grasping at straws. But the truth is, this guy lives off the government. He doesn't work. He's a fucking freeloading prick that takes money out of our check. He takes money out of your fucking uh, corn dog check mark. Mm -hmm. It's not cool. So, uh, you know, he should be thanking us. But whatever. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, Fuck him. Yeah. And Terrence called I, me yesterday. He was all pissed off and said, I need to call you to calm down because I, I just want to go off on it. I said, don't worry. I said, Ralph and Ian are already taking care of him, and I'll say something tomorrow for you. He says, thank you, brother. Because people don't know this, but me and Terrence were, were friends, and then we had a fallout. But we fucking manned up and said sorry to each other, man, because you helped us for one thing, Ralph get yeah. our shit out you know but well, fuck i love terrence and i don't like people fucking with him i fucked with him because he fucked when it with comes me. to the terrence thing he got all he fucked he fucked with terrence because terrence laughed at the turtle video i made yeah he, he he thought it was funny so therefore he gets upset that people enjoy people goofing on him obviously so he got all butthurt that terrence all terrence did was leave a little haha -ha on the video so he got all upset about it how dare you like this you know, while I'm bashing these guys and calling, I mean, he even made fun of Ian's dad. Like, you know, oh, he checked out early, like, you know, of Ian's dad's death. The guy's a fucking scumbag. He's a complete fucking utter scumbag. That's it's awesome. like, with me, um, I had never had a problem with him, and I had gotten along with him, and everything was cool, and he was alright. But then, for some reason, like, well, he did block Mark, and Mark just asked me, could you please ask Andrew why he blocked me? Because um, Andrew blocked him for no reason, so I just sent a very polite message. I said, Andrew, I apologize if this sounds strange or something, but Mark asked me to ask you why you blocked him. If you don't want to answer, that's cool. We're still cool. I just thought that I would ask you because he asked. I hope you have a good day. And next thing you know, he blocks me. <laughs> well, I and saw that like, one coming up. And, and so it's like, like I'm like, um, um, before he's gone in and out of some of my groups, but he didn't necessarily block me. But this time, he blocked me, and he still never unblocked me. So now... I'm on the screw Andrew list too. <laughs> Good. 
Welcome to the club. <laughs> it's uh, not a club that I love, but I do. As, as long as as long as it's happening, we might as well have fun with it. Him. Well, yeah, I mean, if you say anything now disparaging about, he'll start attacking you, dude, because that's, that's just the, the little bitch he is. And he is a bitch. And he's definitely Ian's bitch. More than my bitch, he's definitely Ian's bitch. Because him and Ian go back and forth on these emails. I see them all. I see every email they talk about. And this guy, all he says out of his mouth is, is just bullshit. And he tries to get, like, really, oh, you never paid for child support. You're this and that. Look, Ian works, motherfucker. He has a job, you know, all that rolling rock he he paid for. He paid for child support. He yeah. did everything like a man. You're not a man, dude. You're a fucking mooch. You're a government mooch. And all you do is sit around and fucking worship all these fucking podcasts, including ours, until fucking uh, we, we, you know, well, Ian Moore. I mean, but I'll be honest with you. I've kept my mouth shut, but I found him extremely annoying. And I know for a fact. For a fact, a couple other podcasts told me personally, they think he's a fucking weirdo. They think he's really strange and weird, and he's just too... And, you know, he's there, oh, I'm going to Rockin' Pod 2. Now he's not going, and he's like, well, you know, uh, if you think I'm not going because I'm scared of you and you're, you know, you're, uh, what does he call it? Whatever he calls the listeners. Uh, you're wrong, whatever. No, no, we're not wrong. Number two, you were never going. Because you don't have the money to go. You don't want to go, and even if you could go, you would be scared of us, because you're a tough man behind a computer. That's all you are. You're a little fucking toughy. You're you're internet warrior, but you're a fucking loser. I mean, look at him, man. You think that motherfucker has friends? There's no way that guy has any friends. He's just a loser, pissed off at life, and he's taking it out on everybody that sees him for what he is—a fucking and, loser. Fuck and, you, Andrew Jacobs. And the uh, um times that I've gone and I've done podcasts with him, he's like, Black Sabbath is my favorite group, <laughs> and the album was really intense and metal. This was a awesome song. I was scared of Black Sabbath when I was young. I thought the demons would come after me, but then I got over it. And I mean, I'm like, Boy, you stop with the fucking monotone. Yeah, he's Mate. monotone. And I, the only reason I had him on the podcast because he'd promote the shit out of it. So he's got fucking free promotion. Might as well have him on. <laughs> yeah, he, he and he's terrible. He has no personality. He's a personality of a slug. He's never, he's never going to have a podcast. All he does is jump on other people's podcasts. I mean, if you're such a scary talent, dude, that you think you are, do your own podcast. Do the Andrew Jacobs show or the Andrew Jagoff show, whatever you want to call it. You know, the just Mr. do your little... monotone. No, but so, he can't. So. He can't because he knows if he put if he waves that flag, nobody's gonna fucking salute it. He knows that, so he tries to jump on other people's podcasts so he can like you know just get his foot in the door. He he doesn't even have the money to fucking do a podcast. I would actually listen to one episode just to see if he ever, ever. Stop that monotone. Just, just, to, just because it's like you get a sore in your mouth and you want to just put your tongue on it to see if it heals, and you go out. I do it once, but he that's all I do it. He sounds like that teacher from Ferris Bueller. Fry, Fry, Bueller. I liked him better. <laughs> I liked him better. He looks like the guy from uh, Subway commercials, the one that was arrested. Jared. Oh. Yeah. 
Hi, well, that's what everybody. I, I actually, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't I really trust, think. I trust Jared more. But anyway, go on. <laughs> but I'm telling you the truth. Everybody on the podcast page is calling him that. So I was like, well, I don't remember what that guy looks like. I went on Google and looked him up, and I'm like, no, nah, he doesn't really look like that guy. But fuck it, you know, if you guys think he looks like him, I don't think he looks <laughs> like Jared. But I think he's a scumbag like Jared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I don't know why he blocked me. He unblocked me for a week and said, oh, I'm sorry for blocking you. I'm just going through a lot of shit. And I go, oh, okay. I hope you're This is okay. what I do. When somebody blocks me, this is what I do. I block them so they can't unblock me anymore. Like Justin <laughs> Childers. Justin <laughs> Childers blocked me so much that the last time I was like, you're not, you're not coming back this time. You know, and, <laughs> and I'm not sure if I did block Andrew, but uh, I'll go double check because you know, even though I really doubt after this, especially the guy's ever going to send me an invite again. But uh, and also he's he's also one of those type of guys that makes a post like I'm leaving, I'm taking my toys and going home. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking baby, yeah. fuck him. Where does he live? Because I want his toys. I've I've lost my toys and I, I want. He loves. He he lives in Suckville. I think he lives in Orange okay. County. He lives by where I work somewhere. I okay, hope he never well, comes um, by. Believe me, um, <laughs> well, he doesn't have the money to get into Disney, anyways. If he's if he's <laughs> yeah. not home, and I can get a screwdriver and I can open up his window and I can crawl in and I get some stuffed toys, I'll take him. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool to. I, I think it's kind of easy to pry uh, a door from a trailer a trailer home. <laughs> okay. All right. I, all right. Thanks. Yeah, all there right. you go. All right, man. Well, let's let's like digress off this this dickwad. I'm just pissed off that he went off on Terrence just for saying ha-ha. I said ha-ha in there. I'm waiting to see if he's going to go off on me next. I'm saying ha-ha, but he already blocked me, so fuck it. <laughs> I saw that turtle video. That was freaking genius. Yeah, man. It took me two seconds to do it. It was like right yeah. when he bashed me. I go, oh, now you want to attack me. Okay. I saw it. That was cool. You know, I'm kind of like a pressure cooker. You know, I was like, man, holding it in, holding it in with this guy constantly bashing in like dude if you have a problem with ian i have no problem with that but when you're bringing it to me it's like dude what do you think i'm your buddy or something i'm gonna jump uh, ship and go well uh, i'm not gonna be with this hilarious guy anymore and i'm gonna be with mr monotone oh god that. Fraud. Ain't gonna that makes me think are you gonna be married to mrs monotone oh shit no you know uh, and, and you as look far like as andrew oh my god get the fuck away from me that's the way i I love as it when you guys talk about him. It's funny. As far as his wife goes, I have no comment. I'll leave that all to, to Ian, but uh, I, I'm just going to focus my attention on that dickwad. And, yeah, you want to fuck with me, dude? I mean, you know, one thing that, dude, I'm Cuban. I got a temper. And, yes, I'm Cuban, Andrew. Use that for your little racist slurs. And, uh, but, dude, it's like, dude, if I never say anything bad to you and you say something bad to me, the Cuban, the the hot-blooded Cuban comes out. It is a flaw. Unlike Andrew, I can accept my flaws. I'm a hothead. I'm a real hothead, and especially over a guy that I've really been holding my tongue on constantly, constantly. Now he's like attacking me. I'm like, okay. Now I can say what I really feel about you, asshole. I didn't want to really say. Human. You're human. It's like um, if if he's doing all that shit to you, you have a right to say something. Exactly. It's regardless. Regardless of whether or not you're Cuban or not Cuban, that's, that's, I mean, you're Cuban because that's who you are and that's your individual well, thing and that's cool. Technically, but, 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 but gen generally, 
you still, as a human being, have a definite right to say what you say. That's well, all I want to say. Technically, I was born in America, which makes me even more American than him. Because I've been along yeah. uh, in this country longer than him. So, I, you know, if you want to throw any I disparaging... Might, I mean, where did your ancestors come from? I doubt you're an Indian. I'm just sit, yeah. I'm just going to give uh, Andrew a public yeah, service you're, announcement. You're, hey, I fucked, really I, cool, I fucked with the Rock and Combat Metal podcast before, and they did shit. They did nothing to me, and I fucking suffered the consequences. So That's have right. fun, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and, 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 and in his case, it's even worse. Yeah, it's 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 twenty times worse than your deal. It's twenty times worse because you're just a moron, Mark. I know. Come on, I know. And and you've learned your lesson, and you haven't you haven't done it. This guy's like beyond a moron. This guy is like a pathetic loser that thinks he he he's somebody out there, and because he kisses, and that's and look, just like what you said, exactly what you said is what all these podcasts won't say shit to him because he promotes them. So therefore, they keep their mouth shut. Fuck it, he promotes us. We don't like him, but fuck, it's free publicity. That's what they're all doing. And yeah, he was promoting uh, the Vieira Vault. I don't give a fuck. You could go and, and change your Vieira Vault uh, iTunes thing and give me like a, a zero star. I don't care. And I ain't about that. I'm not about popularity. I do what the fuck I want. And I don't care who likes it and who doesn't. But Well, I do care who likes it because after all, I ain't going to do this shit where everybody fucking hates it. You know, I don't want to be part of Freeform. I'm kidding, Mark. <laughs> I know, it's... Being oh, my three and, and a half stars, and, and, and I want, and, and I want, and I want to give you a little advice, Mark, on your show. Okay. Um, I took a look at your show today, your 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 list of shows, and all I see on your show is this album with Lee Gertzman. This album with Lee. Gertzman. Why don't you make Lee your co-host? He is the co-host. I no, just, but, yeah. but but why do you st- keep saying with Lee Gertzman? Just put Mark and Lee's Freeform Rock podcast. And we're both going to review this. Uh, Stop doing that shit. He's an equal star to you, bro. I know. He picks so put up. A, so, so change it. Please. I don't okay. mind having... Hey, shut that. up. Hey, shut hey, up. Shut up. I'm your manager. I'm your fucking manager. But wait, I want to say something else. But I agree with you. Yeah, that's right. You well, Lee did tell me to keep hey, it man. like that because he might hey. walk away one day. <laughs> So. I said that once, and then I changed my mind. Okay, well, it's fine. I'll just but put no, Freeform Rock Podcast, and I won't put with Lee Gershman anymore. And and by it's the way... actually... I mean, I'll put it to you like this. It's actually kind of embarrassing sometimes, um, because I know that, Ralph, you might see it, and, and, and then you're like, oh, shit, Ralph knows that I'm on this show. Hey, I can't hide. <laughs> I know you're on this show. I'm That's why you're banned from my you. show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the uh, band still stands. And, and, and the band still stands with you too, because you're on our what? show. Sorry, no, wait, no, I'm, wait, wait. you're not gonna let me on the Lee Grace show anymore. No, no, I'm talking about your show. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're banned for being on here. I'm banning myself from my show now for being on here. Actually, whatever you want to do, it's cool. We're all individuals. The thing is. We all have to do what we have to do, and you're fucking cool. That's all I want to say. Well, that's true. And water is wet. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, yeah, I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, with Lee Gersman, but then again, I like my name. But, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but again, it should be Mark yeah, Alvin yeah. Taylor and Lee Gersman's oh, uh, Freeform words, Rock Podcast. And also, rock, and, and, and Mark, I... Rock Podcast does this album. That's, Man, it's that's it's hard talking over a guy in vodka. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry about that. I'll, 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 let, I'll let you talk now. I'll, I'm I'll kidding. Let you, talk now. you know I love you, Lee. I just goof I, on I, you. I know. I'm, I, I'm fucking with you, too. All right. What I, say, I say. say it with love, but um, this is another thing. Uh, I did listen to, I forgot what episode. I, it was a while ago. I listened to an episode of you and, and, and Lee. I don't know if it has changed, but um, I want Mark, I don't know if you're able to do this, but take notes. Okay. Uh, during this show because the one episode I heard with Lee and you Lee would say these bizarre shit that he's known for and you just uh. like you just go to the next subject you don't dwell upon Lee's insanity and Lee's insanity <laughs> it's fucking awesome it's awesome to expand on the kooky shit that guy says I think know? I have been expanding on his kooky all right lately. you've been doing it recently yeah. okay okay all right all right all right I will say to his credit there was one episode that we did where Mark was just brilliant, and we just did like this improv of something. Um, if I can find the episode, I'll send it to you. But no, Mark's been doing pretty good. All right, good. Yeah, you got to expand on Lee's, you know, you just can't avoid his bizarre nature. No, I try not to, no. Because <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. That's the best part about Lee is his bizarre nature and his music. Yeah, I love it when he like mixes groups together. Well, this sounds like I go really. <laughs> Lee Lee, uh, Lee always talks about like food when he tries to like describe something. Yeah, of course. It's like, it's like getting a pizza and macaroni and. <laughs> I, I I I was thinking of that now when I was yeah. thinking about. Well, <laughs> why why don't you understand it? <laughs> because I'm not on vodka. Oh fuck. All right. All right. Okay, All right. dude. Well, let's get into this album from 1981. It's kind of Lee picked it because I gave him three Def Leppard albums. And he said, let's do High and Dry. So I said, hey, yeah. Lee, 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 I know you're my age. Did you see this tour? Um, I never saw them live. Okay. I saw this tour. So you have a guy that saw the tour on your episode. Yay. It's like I only saw them on the Hysteria Tour with, with Tesla. Right I on. saw that. I saw that one too. Yeah, Tesla kicked yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. So you probably, you probably also saw Van Halen with David Lee Roth, and you saw Kiss with Peter Chris. No, well, I saw Kiss with Peter Chris. In, no, actually, Lee, you beat me on that because I saw Kiss oh. with Peter Chris in '96. You saw the Dynasty tour. Oh, so sorry. you saw the original Kiss before I did. You beat me there, buddy. You both beat me. I've never seen Kiss. <laughs> I don't think I want to now. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, it's not Kiss anymore. I know. <laughs> I just. I want to see a Kiss. I want to see a hot-looking woman kiss a hot-looking guy, and I give him a dollar for a beer. I'll do that. <laughs> Don't you want like a hot-looking woman to kiss you instead of like another guy? What's wrong with you? That'll be two bucks. I'm not. See, see what I mean, Mark? That's yeah. what you got to You got to catch them on those little quotes. Well, I was going to tell him he should go on plenty of fish and and just say only tucked-in women need apply. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's true. No, this is this is Lee's motto. Please, please don't take it off. Actually, add more that is clothes. true. That's true. Believe yeah. it or not, he'll just, I know he'll, it's true. He'll just dry hump them to keep their shirt tucked in. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's the thing that's so fucked up about people who are born is they're not born with clothes. Yep. <laughs> It'd be even more fucked up that they were born with clothes and it wasn't tucked in. <laughs> I know. That would piss me off. Yeah, of course. 
I sent him a site uh, where they have they make shirts for guys that are made to be untucked, and he goes, I, "I said if I could like have steam, I could cook broccoli right now out of my head." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, Damn. but you probably don't want to eat that broccoli. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> Damn it! It'll be full of vodka. <laughs> Drunken ear steam broccoli. Do you want some? I'm Mr. Yo, I serve you food now. <laughs> Made from Lee's drunken vodka state. Vodka state. <laughs> hey, that's that's a good name for a restaurant. Vodka state. You come in, um, take a shot. Don't worry about what we serve you. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give you shit off the floor. So you won't even oh. know it. <laughs> Hey, you want some shit? We've got some real good shit. Now, come here, Fido. Come here. Come. Do you want Fido or Fifi? Get male or female? Uh, make what the sure, fuck are you talking about? Make some par- <laughs> put some parsley on that. Now, Ralph's the one that doesn't understand. Ralph, you need nope. to understand when I make good quotes, you have to follow in line. Well, I would, but I ain't got no vodka available here. You can't be boring and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, our Black (laughs) Sabbath scared me as a little kid. (laughs) All right. No, it's all good. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into this. All right. right. Okay, let's get into this album by Def Leppard from 1981, High and Dry. Um... So, let's see. I usually ask Lee what he thinks of the song, but I'll ask you first, uh, Ralph. What do you think of Let It Go? Uh, Let It Go. Awesome. Uh, Very first time I heard this song, uh, I believe I might have mentioned this on my podcast because we did review this album. Uh, I was a big... I mean, 1980, I was... I don't think I played an album more in 1980 than British Steel and uh, On Through the Night. Those are the two albums I played the most. And one day I'm listening to the radio at my house, and they said, oh, coming up after the commercials, new Def Leppard. And I was like, oh, my God, new Def Leppard. And they played Let It Go. And the first impression I had when I heard Let It Go was like, oh, fuck, they got rid of Joe Elliott. Because it doesn't sound like Joe Elliott. (laughs) Not the Joe Elliott I knew on on Through the Night. But I was like, God, that's really good, you know. And so I went out and bought the album. And when I turned the album over, I was like, that is Joe Elliott. Oh, maybe he just sings that song weird. Uh, but uh-huh. no, it turns out the whole album, I mean, starting with High and Dry, Joe Elliott's kept that voice ever since. You know, the first album, he was he had a much cleaner voice. They're kind of like Brian Johnson-ish, but it's awesome. It's an awesome song. It's such a great party song. Uh, back in the 80s when I used to make mixtapes, if I threw that song on the mixtape, party would get rocking, you know? It's just a great fucking opener. Great song. It's just amazing amazing for its time and it was a damn shame it didn't really catch on till pyromania i mean this album was not like huge i don't think it even went gold so you know after pyromania but it was you know it was the metalheads the hard rockers back then they gravitated you know it was just the underground love def leppard at this point and this is a great great anthem for 1981 and 82 uh what out what what month does this album come out on uh, with, I, had that. You know, I think it was. It might have been later '81, or maybe after the summer. It was um, July 11th, 1981. Okay, there you go. It was we're a, almost it, up it to the anniversary. Time. All right, so uh, 
Yeah, great song. Two thumbs up. What do you think about it, Lee? Oh, yeah, well, first, I had first heard of Def Leppard. I was, you know, I used to get 16 Magazine, and they had different articles <laughs> what about... What a faggot! Were yeah. uh, you looking at Scott Baio? Yeah. <laughs> Scott Baio and Sean Cassidy? Magaz- <laughs> the fuck, 16 Magazine? I did, I did have a Paul Stanley poster on my wall from 16 Magazine. That proves I'm not gay. Well, but anyway... I thought you got it for the Sean Cassidy tucked in look. Actually, believe it or not, I did think he looked hot, and he's born on my birthday. Okay? But anyway, what I want to say is they talked about Def Leppard, and they said that it was interesting how they were named after a Def Leppard, and I thought, that's kind of a weird name. But anyway, later, I just I don't know why. I just bought the album. People said they were good. I had no idea how they sounded, but I bought High and Dry. And I heard it, and I was like, damn! And I hear this song, then I let it rock, then I let it roll, then I let it go, and it was like, damn, that that's my kind of music. And, and, and it's like one of the, it's almost like me. Like, when I did music, I was like, dun, 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 dun. You know, this this album was hot. And and then later I got Pyromania. Well, first, I forget whether I got Pyromania first or On Through the Night. I, I mean, after High and Dry. But, but I, you, know, you know what you had before High and Dry? What? 16 Magazine. <laughs> yeah, you little... You little wonderful person, you. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was loving them Donny Osmond pictures, too. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I, I had a haircut, and Robbie Hansen, well, my bandmate was Mike Hansen, Mikey Hansen, and, but his brother Robbie said, I was never in Lee's group. He was like the Andrew Jacobs of our neighborhood. He was like, I was never in Lee's group. I never went in that stupid shit. And, 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 and he was proud of it, but he said, Donny Osmond, when he saw me, because I had my hair like that. But, <laughs> but, well, but, but the thing is, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought Robert John Mutt Lang was a good producer in High and Dry, just like he was a good producer in ACDC's Highway to Hell. And then I thought Back in Black wasn't as good, and I thought that Pyromania wasn't as good. It's like... He kind of did a good album, and then he might do a not-as-good album. But High and Dry is still, and Let It Go is still one of my favorite albums and songs. You know what's weird about Mutt Lang? If you listen to the Cars, Heartbeat City, listen to Shania Twain, listen to a Brian Adams album he produced, it has the same fucking background vocals. It sounds like Def Leppard on all those albums. You mean he did the Cars and Shania Twain and whatever other group you Brian mentioned? Adams? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, now, I now don't like him. Well, if you listen to Waking Up the Neighbors by Brian Adams, it has the same backing vocals as Def Leppard, Shania Twain, too, and The Cars. It's, like, weird. It's like he just took their background vocals and brought it to other projects. <laughs> hmm. I was listening to a Brian Adams song on Waking Up the Neighbors. I go, that sounds like Def Leppard. <laughs> go, fuck. 
I will admit there's two songs probably off of the Brian Adams album that I don't mind. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to shut up about that, and please don't post that anywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't talk about he like Brian Adams. It's okay to talk about he used to buy 16 Magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, yes. I think that's better. <laughs> Do you still have your copies under your bed? <laughs> yeah, the pages are stuck together. <laughs> All right, well, let me get into the song. Hey, you okay, you okay there, Elian? You, okay, Eli? <laughs> you made me allergic to 16 Magazine when you said that, so we'll, we'll just shut up. All right, well, I got into this album, like, right when they released, I think they re-released it in 84, after Pyromania, because Pyromania was my uh, first album into, like, hard rock metal, what do you call it? It's like my drug that got into and I was at Jimco if anybody remembers Jimco after church one day and my grand I asked my grandpa buy me this tape this Def Leppard I want to hear this tape so I heard it I put it on I go man this is awesome I loved let it go freaking just kicked ass it had an AC I it wasn't into ACDC back then so I didn't know I just thought it was kick ass rhythm Joe sounded good and fuck this this album's going to rock and I liked it better than Pyromania for a while <laughs> Right. And then something changed. <laughs> well, I like Pyromania a lot, <laughs> but Pyromania okay. got me into hard rock and in Quiet Riot. I love Pyromania. I think that's a great album. It's a great album. You yeah. like Journey too? Yeah, and, and I love that. Guy like Bon Jovi. I'm, I, I, no, I don't like Bon Jovi. Shut up. No, He's talking about me. No, I'm talking about the other guy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but but you both like stuff that's like that never sucks. mind. I'm, I'm yeah, no, no, quiet. it's true. We both like things that suck. I agree. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> we all like things that suck. You know, you like 60 Magazine, Lee. We all like things that suck. <laughs> okay. Touche. <laughs> That's funny. And then, uh, I got, I just got into this band from Columbia House. I used to make fake names and get a freaking lots of tapes and lots of records back then. And, uh, this is like the first, I saw them on TV and got and ordered it from Columbia House. That with, uh, Quiet Right Mental Health. And freaking that, that started me because back then I was like into I think the Beatles and uh, Foreigner really that's about the only things I really listened to back then but this was awesome and then we get into this next track another hit and run what do you think about this Ralph oh I love this one as well uh, this is a kick-ass tune man I love uh, it's heavy and I, uh, my favorite part's a little breakdown when you're down well you ain't got no respect uh, it's just a, a smoking song, dude. Great, great song, and it's a great, a great uh, second track for the album. Kind of a deep track, but uh, one of my favorites off the album. Another hit and run, kicks ass. What do you think, Lee? Oh, um, one of my songs that I would have picked for a deep track would, I mean, for the show to play would be this one because this one is really great the solo is really good it it, it it makes me think of to me if detroit rock city by kiss was supposed to be about like a car drive that goes like really intense this song more defines that for me it's like the idea of getting high and drunk and just riding in your car and listening to the song and waving your fists and going yeah that's what this song does for me. This is, this is an ultimate kick-ass tune. 
Yeah, I was, you kind of stole what I was going to say, driving in the car a million miles an hour. I wonder if this is a song Vince Neal was listening to when he got into that car accident. I it is, actually. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but Vince was listening to the song going real fast and looking at a 16 magazine in crash. <laughs> he wasn't looking out the windshield. He was going to all that Donny Hosman so oh. hot. <laughs> yep. Listen, I'm not going to talk about Donny Hosman anymore, okay? Hey, you ever heard that, Crazy that Horses? Hey, hey, Lee, you ever heard Crazy Horses from um, the Osmonds? I had dude, the album. Oops. Oh, dude, that song rocks, man. You got to admit, Crazy Horses are kicking. The actual album is good. Well, I, I don't mean, know the album, but I know that song. But I mean, you have to hear the album all, all sometime. When, when, when you come to um, California, I'll, I'll give you a copy of it. As a all person. right. Thank you, bro. Actually, I won't, but but I'll, I'll, I'll give you the link to it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, but, 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 I mean, but, but no. Not even the link, huh? Cool. No, well, well I'll, I'll give you the opinion that it's a good album. All right, just as long as you don't give me a 16 magazine, we're good. Okay. I, Especially I the ones even, with the pages stuck together. Yeah, it's not good at I can't even find them anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. The comp, the comp dissolved them. Did you ever listen? Did you ever get Sixteen magazine, please? Never, I, I, uh, ever. Fuck. I never bought a Sixteen. That's <laughs> for little girls, bro. What's wrong with you, man? Fuck. All right. Well, well, I, I didn't know that. I just. I was buying it. Kerrang, Circus, Hipperator. That's what I was buying at that time, and cream. Damn it. <laughs> fuck. I was younger than you, man. I and was Mad about, Magazine. Mad Magazine I was, rules. And, I was, and crap. I was tons younger than you. I was like eight eight months younger than you, man. Fuck. Oh, well, that is fun. Try not eating for eight months. It's a long time. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to track three. Saturday. Uh, no, High and Dry, Saturday Night. What would you think of this one, Ralph? Oh, there's not a bad track on here. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but here's another one that just fucking smokes. Uh, Pete Willis does the solo on this one. Uh, great. You know, it, you know, they were accused a lot at the time being very ACDC-ish. And this song is very ACDC-ish. Uh, and uh, it's just a rocking tune. Another great party song. A song about drinking, getting high, getting fucked up with all your friends and... You know, looking forward to Saturday night just to get fucking loaded. And uh, and they were... No, you okay there, Lee? No, that was just my my um, chair. I was balancing my chair in a, a, a table. He's trying to find <laughs> that 16 ma magazine taped yeah. over his chair. <laughs> yeah. Taped with cum. You shouldn't air my dirty laundry. <laughs> well, then fucking wash your clothes then. Okay, touche. <laughs> Big gay. All right, well, I love this song. What do you think, Lee? Oh, um, this song was, um, if you know, I've talked about my band member, Pascal. His sister, Sylvan, that was her favorite song. And I like it a lot. It's like, it's not my very, very favorite on here, but it was a song that, it's 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 like maybe like an ACDC like a second or third favorite song on an album where all the songs are good. It's still a really great song. It's just that 
to me, it, it was more like the hit. Like, even though I don't know whether it was a hit, but it sounds like it was the closest thing to a hit song. But no, I, I really liked it. Saturday night, I'm high and dry. And believe me, I never really got drunk just to hear that song. I got drunk for other songs, but not that one. But but that would be a good song to do it. Was it the theme? You got drunk on Mondays. That's what I was saying. Was it themed to Happy Days? You know, Saturday. You know, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. drinking. Yeah, days. Monday, t- yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, um, Thursday, drinking days. Fridays, Thursday, Friday, drinking days. No, no. Saturdays, I, gonna get drunk again, and then I'm gonna get drunk on Sunday. Actually, that that's. <laughs> That's my that's my theme song, but you shouldn't have known that. No, I'm, I'm talking about, like, no, that that song, the Monday, Tuesday, Happy Days, that's a song I would dance to with my dog. That's another thing. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. You did. Uh, I think this song's a kick-ass track. Freaking love the drums on it. The rhythm kills. And you said about ACDC. They have that ACDC rhythm, but they have a different tone to it. And I think it's like the Def Leppard tone with the ACDC rhythm that they invented on this album. It's freaking killer. And then they lost it after uh, Pyromania. <laughs> it was a freaking killer guitar tone they had. And I like it. It says, I got my whiskey. I got my wine. I got my woman. <laughs> freaking great line. <laughs> yeah, then we get into the song Bring It On The Heartbreak, the power ballad on the record. What do you think about this one, Ralph? Oh, I love this one. This is the one that gave them more attention because after like a good year, this album's been out, MTV started playing Bring It On The Heartbreak. Well, they had three videos, uh, Let It Go, High and Dry, and Bring It On The Heartbreak. But Bring It On The Heartbreak is the one MTV played the most. And that's what started to get the ball rolling for them. So by the time Pyromania came out, they already were on that trampoline, you know, and it's thanks to this song. And I think this song is awesome. I think it's beautiful. It's well made. And, uh, uh, God, they butchered it when they fucking redid it for the now out of print, uh, high and dry reissue that came out after, uh, Pyromania, which also had me and my wine. And, uh, that version is just fucking terrible. Uh, which, thank God, they took it off there. Uh, but, you know, I just recently bought the, the box set. Pretty pricey. Uh, that has the 180 grams of On Through the Night, High and Dry, Pyromania, and Shitsteria. And it brings a really cool book. And it brings also the EP and also an album with rarities that does bring the shitty version of uh, Bring It On The Heartbreak. But the original version, awesome. Great song. The ones Classic. they added synthesizers to and uh, Phil yeah, Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. And uh, and the video's like even, well, just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like the original better. Yeah, the original. This this is the definitive version. Yeah. What do you think? And, of- I, and it really pissed me off when I saw the Hysteria Tour and they played this unplugged. I was like, oh, fuck you. This <laughs> song should have been more, you know, electric and shit. But anyway, go ahead. What do you think about it, Lee? Um, I never liked it when I heard it back then. I like it now because I was listening to the album now, and I mean literally today after listening to it all these years and I thought, you know, it's not really a ballad. It's just a slower tune. It's just as heavy as the other songs. I was like, back then I was like 
I'll put to you like this. They used to have like movies where if if a woman was wearing a dress that wasn't a designer name dress and then they put her in a designer dress, it still could look exactly the same, but people would say, Wow, she looks better. It's like times change. When when um back then I heard it, I was more into the beat and I was more into the fast so it kind of blinded me. Yeah, back it, then, back then when you were listening to the song, it was like looking 16 at Sixteen magazine, <laughs> shut up! No, no, I wasn't going to say that. I'm saying that. I said back in the day when you first heard this song, you pictured a girl with her shirt not tucked in, and now when you hear it, you picture that same girl with her shirt tucked in. Am I right? No. Um, yeah, I'm right. Come on, stop being like Andrew Jacobs. Tell the truth. Shut up. No, 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 it's, it's close. She probably gave me the song back then, but I didn't want to hear it. But okay, you're right. I'm I'm being a fake, I'm Fandrew Jacob Poopy. Anyway, yeah. the 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 thing is, but when I heard it now, I thought no, it's it's actually after you hear the first three songs that are so fast and heavy, you kind of need a little bit of a break, you know, like after you eat meat and you eat like like tons of pudding and stuff you need a little water and yes i'm doing the food analogy so shut up no i'm anyway, saying what kind of pudding did you have 60 magazine pudding <laughs> yes <laughs> fucking shut up anyway uh, yeah. um the the thing is so yeah it's but but this song is actually a a good balance after the first three songs it's it's really good and it's not really a ballad it's it's just a slower heavy tune and i never i was dumb back then i finally got smart today and it's a good song okay but i thought about it you kind of said the same thing i did i said this is more than a palette power ballad it's with those harmonic leads intertwined throughout the song, such a great song with a killer solo. I wish Leopard would go back to the sound from this record because I think that freaking they would just freaking just devastate everybody. Go, what the fuck? They they're like rocking again. <laughs> yeah. Not the happen. one thing, the one thing I want to say about the redone, I just thought that all they did was just add keyboards. It did. Yeah, they did. Back back then, it, it it bothered me a hell of a lot more. Now it doesn't bother me as much, only because I like the song now. And well, I so, recently heard it because I put on that Rarities so album. Into, yeah. And I put it on and I was like, oh my god, it, it sounded even worse today than what I remembered. Oh well, that's that, fine. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, um, I believe me, if I want to hear the song, which I'm not clamoring to do i'd rather hear the original i'm not going to go to the remake but 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 the remake didn't really bother me that much all right so we're going to get into the next track before we get into the next track this is uh one of ralph's picks switch 625 so here's switch to 625 on the freeform rock podcast
Hey, that was Switch Six Two Five. Why did you pick that track, uh, Ralph? Uh, cause it's not really talked about that much, and uh, to be honest with you, that's one of the songs that was just there back in the day for me. It was good. I never, you know, I always loved the whole album, but. Uh, recently listening to this album that I got this box set, I was like, God, this song is so cool. You know, it's kind of, it doesn't sound like it, but it's kind of like a coast to coast on Love Drive from, from, uh, from the Scorps. You know, it's like, uh, it's just a cool little instrumental. It's, it's, it's rocking. I love the way the guitars go down you know, it's not no shredding thing. It's just all melodic. And the way Joe comes in going, ah! It's just, oh my God! This, this, this is probably the song that, to me, has aged the best out of the whole album. Even though the whole album is awesome, but all those songs were like, you know, like beautiful at birth. Where this one, it's like it grew up to be like this hot chick with her shirt not tucked in. Oh, you fucking asshole! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, you have your own fantasies. You fucking. I mean, I mean, you, you good guy. <laughs> All right, Lee. Oh, um, to me, it's a classic song. I always loved it. It was one of my favorites. I, If um, I didn't have the three, even though you only do in one of mine, um, if I didn't have the three and I had six songs to pick, this would have been one of them. Um, there was a rock station called KRQR called The Rocker. I don't know if you had it in Florida. I had it in California in Marin no. County. So, all right, but 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 they had this as its theme song, and it would be televised on a commercial like go da na na da na 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 K R Q R the Rocker, and that was their theme song. And so it was like an iconic, um, classic song for us back in Marin County back then, and it definitely. When I used to hear High and Dry by Def Leppard, I would listen to the first three songs. I would skip Bringing on the Heartbreak, and I would listen to Switch 625, because that was, I, I thought that it was one of the best songs on here. Yeah, it's a, it's a killer instrumental. I like how when Heartbreak ends, it just goes right into it, you know, like flawlessly. It's a cool, and, and what Ralph said about the vocals going, ah. Ah, it's like kind of haunting. I love it. Freaking add vocals to an instrumental is freaking cool. <laughs> In fact, it, it makes me think. I, I just thought of this now, that maybe in the studio, I have no idea. They might have been writing, bringing on the heartbreak, and after they were done, they were. We gotta just do something with this, and so they probably just were playing that in the studio, and they jammed, and that came out. So it might have been like, after we do Bring It On The Heartbreak, we have to end with a really great rockin' end. So to me, I don't know if that's true, but it seems like that might have been how it was done. That they were doing Bring It On The Heartbreak when they were writing it, and this just ended up to be a jam that they added after. Well, they still play this in honor of Steve Clark, because he wrote this by himself. So it's oh, okay. Cool live in concert so 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 then it wasn't the jam if he wrote it by himself yeah no it's just clark they he was his oh, okay. instrumental i don't think yeah. they've done any instrumentals since this it's all like uh other things oh yeah 
And then we get into side two on this album, which uh, you got me running. What do you think of this track, Ralph? Oh, another winner. Uh, very deep track. Not sure if this was ever played live. Uh, I guess they looked at this as a filler track, but this album is so good. There's not a bad song on here. And I, and I think this one has, uh, out of the whole album, the most hookiest um, uh, verses. Uh, it's very hooky. Uh, kind of like, you know, pop rock. And uh, absolutely adore this song. It's fucking great. I love it. What do you think about it, Lee? I don't like it as much. I'm like, eh, it's not a horrible tune. It's not as bad as I used to think of bringing on the heartbreak. And it's definitely better than Photograph. Well, if you look fucking Red Cream Magazine back in the day, you could fucking appreciate this. <laughs> hey! He was too busy. Anyway, he was too busy creaming all over 16 Magazine. Oh, shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, my yeah. God. Joni does love yeah. Chuch. <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to look that up again after we're done. But anyway... Yeah, no, um, it, it was an okay song, but not, it, it was an okay song. It wasn't one of my favorites. I'm going to look up Joni and see if she's with Chachi. <laughs> Joni's dead. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> oh, oh, no, come on. I've got to get off the phone now. I'm going to cry. Thank you. All right, well, this song kicks ass. I love how it starts off slow and then builds up and then kicks in hard and i love the way joe's vocals are on this song freaking kicks ass i love it and then we get into lady strange which is another song that uh ralph picks so here's lady strange on the freeform rock podcast
Okay, Ralph, why'd you pick that track? Uh, it's my second favorite Def Leppard song, period. Overall, I absolutely love that song. Uh, <clears throat> you can probably hear it on YouTube. That shit, that song's been around since uh, On Through the Night. When they played Reading, they played that song, which is, you know, it has a couple different uh, changes to it than, than the studio version, but uh, it's a song that goes back to the On Through the Night days. It's great. It's rocking. I, I just love uh, Joe's singing on it and the the chorus and my favorite part is the that middle second pure new wave of british heavy metal thrown into this kind of like heavy pop song it's like metal meets pop perfection uh second favorite uh def leppard song overall uh everything they've done what do you think about it lee i like it it's it's um it's surprisingly a song that still holds up and is one of the better songs and um, even though it has a pop element it, it, it somewhat sounds a lot heavier like like it's actually not really that poppy it's it's only kind of a fake poppy it, it's it's a little heavier I, I like the beat and and believe it or not it's it's yeah I think hey, it's, hey, it's, hey, Lee, it's a of... cool deep it's a cool deep cut and, Lee, I, and Lee. I don't want I don't want you to say what you say, so I'm going to keep talking. Wait. And no, no, I just got a I just got a I just got a question, bro. Come on, I love Shut you, up. bro. I'm saying Shut this up. with love. It's a lovable okay. question. Okay. All right, listen. Uh, since you mentioned beat, um, since you were a fan of Sixty uh, Magazine, did you also like Teen Beat Magazine? <laughs> Believe it or not, I wasn't that gay. Oh, okay, okay. Right. How gay were you? Know, I didn't know I, that was the difference. I, I had I had I had an issue of Tiger Beat, but that's different. <laughs> oh no wait, that's what I thought. Teen Beat, Tiger Beat, whatever the fuck. It was Tiger Beat, I'm sorry, my bad. See you did own it. Okay. You are that gay. <laughs> Only one day. Alright, one gay. Well yeah, he saw what? those young girls with tucked in shirts, he just couldn't help himself. Actually yeah. back then I well Scott Bale had his shirt tucked in back then. So did I, Debbie I Gibson. <laughs> later. Actually, Debbie Gibson was later, but 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 yeah, but I I, I Debbie Gibson won't answer my tweets. But anyway, the the, the thing is, Scott Bayo. Actually, um, I I I like Scott, but I I, I shut up. I I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, the song is a fucking great song. It just kicks ass. I love the way they blend with the vocals. The drums are awesome, and the break is great. I love this track. It's a fucking great song. And then we get into On Through the Night, which was Lee's pick. So here's On Through the Night on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
So, Lee, why did you pick On Through the Night? Oh, um, it's a really... They're on through the night! You can't stop me anyhow! It's... it's, it's, it's Lee, turn off the record and sing it yourself. <laughs> thrust, uh, shut, shut up. When you do thrust the clapping, I think of Frank shut, Sinatra. Shut up. All right. All right. All right. Frank, Frankie boy will slap you. He will think, slap you with, Frankie with goes spaghetti. I think of Frankie goes to Hollywood. <laughs> I, I, I have thought of that too, so shut up. Shut up. Anyway, no, it's, it's a kick-ass pile-driving song. That's all I got to say. What did you think about it, Ralph? Well, I would tell you, but Lee just told me to shut up. <laughs> oh, you can say now. Okay, thank you. Uh, this was the song that they opened with uh, when I saw them. It was a Def Leppard and Ozzy uh, with Randy Rhodes. And they opened up with On Through the Night. Great fucking song. And I see a parallel here with Def Leppard and Led Zeppelin. Because Led Zeppelin had a song called Houses of the Holy which was on the next album after their album, Houses of the Holy. Oh. And, De and Def Leppard has On Through the Night, which is not on On Through the Night. And if also, if you look at Def Leppard's spelling, three yeah. letters, lead, and then uh, Zeppelin with the two Ps, uh, it's, I, I see kind of like a Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, yeah. coalition here. And yeah, it's a fucking great hard rocking tune, man. I love it. Yeah, in fact, they did say that they spelled Def Leppard because of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I figured. I didn't even hear them say that, but I figured it. Oh, okay. I oh. mean, I saw it in an interview. In I'm 16 Magazine, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, I think the song, the rhythm is the driving force on this track. I love the chorus. It's simple, but it's fucking great. Great, great track, man. And then we get into the next track that Ralph picked, Mirror, Mirror... Parentheses, look into my eyes on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Mirror Mirror Look Into My Eyes. Why did you like that song, uh, Ralph? Well, that one is my favorite Def Leppard song overall. That's my all-time favorite Def Leppard song. It's haunting. I love that. And when they expand on that later in the song, when it slows down and Joe's singing it, like uh, it's just like magical. It's a mystical tune, and uh, it's fucking outrageously awesome. And believe me, I am a big fan of the first three Def Leppard albums. So, And... Uh, that is my all-time favorite Def Leppard song, and that's why it was my pick. What do you think about it, Lee? Uh, I'm not really a fan of it. I I find it to be uh, of the songs that I don't mind. It's 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 it's, it's in that category. It's not as bad as like Photograph, but I mean, it's not my favorite song. I love it's, Photograph. It's it's. it's <laughs> It's yeah, whatever. But but what I mean is, it's it's my least favorite song on here. But it's not it's not something that I hate. But it's not really something that I like. I think it's a kick-ass track. It's my second favorite by them of all time. I I just love the guitars. I love the way the guitars sound on it. I love the backing vocals. It can, it's just a perfect song. I love it. And uh, reckon uh, I just want to know what. Who's your favorite Def Leppard guitar player? Is it Clark, Willis, or Colin, or Campbell? Uh, mine would be Pete Willis, and I love Steve Clark, but Pete Willis was a little more. I mean, because I saw it live. I, I don't. I, I don't really know who does what on the albums, uh, but when I saw it live, I thought Pete Willis was a little more uh, shreddy. Uh, and uh, but you know, Steve Clark was really good with the melody melodic thing but you know i'm judging it by while seeing it live so i can't even tell you now because it's been what fucking 38 years or something since i saw that tour i can't tell you who did what solo the only reason i know pete willis did the high and dry solo is because of the video but um i would love to know who did the solo on answer to the master and shit like that because the album doesn't you know it's not like a judas priest album where they show kk and glenn does this solo and that solo you don't know who does what solo on here, but um, as far I can only judge it as when I saw it live, and I really did. I was so impressed by Pete Willis uh, at that show. So he's my uh, the better guitar player in my opinion. Yeah, on on Wikipedia on this album it says the first song "Let It Go" is first solo Clark, second Clark, third Clark, right out licks Willis, and another hit and run was Willis. Saturday Night High and Dry was Willis. Bringing the Heartbreak was Clark. Switch 625 was Clark. You Got Me Running was Willis. Lady Strange was Clark. On Through the Night was Clark. And Mirror Mirror was Willis. And the last track that we haven't got into was Willis. Cool. Pretty cool. Nice. So maybe... So he, so wait, wait. Who did, who did Lady Strange? Uh, Clark. Okay, cool. All right, great. Great solo on that one. Yep. So, Lead, what do you think about this track? Oh, you already said it. What I think about this track, it's great, great song. I like the way it rocks. It just kicks ass. And then we get into the last track, No, No, No. What do you think of this one, bro? Oh, fuck yeah. I love, love this song. Super heavy, super fast. Probably the fastest track on the album. I love that. And I love like the, the verses where it's just a drum beat and fucking Joe just screaming his ass off. And a funny thing about this album, um, the original pressing, 
uh, not the one that had Bring On The Heartbreak or anything. If you played the album, you'd literally have to get up and take the needle off because it would go, it would say no to eternity if you let it. Because the little groove at the end where he's going, no, 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 the, the, the needle stays on that, the, the way that record was pressed, it would stick on that one little groove and the, and the needle won't lift off. It'll just stay on the album saying no, no, no to eternity. You have to get up and literally turn, you know, take the, take the needle off. But yeah, that's just a little fun fact about the song that I just played the 180 gram, and you no, know, it fades out. It, you know, the only original version uh, will do that. But oh fuck, I love this song. It's great. Yeah, it uh, says, never played live, as far as I know. It says it was being screamed 46 times and then ending abruptly when the cassette finished. That's cassette, but on that groove, I guess it didn't stop. Um, no, later releases, the, the nose simply just fade out. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I never got a later release, only the one that has Bringing On The Heartbreak that would follow it, and and me and my wine, but uh, the original, original one that ended with No, No, No uh, did that. But, you know, this new box set, it does it a while, though. It does it like maybe 10 times and it fades out, where the one with Bringing On The Heartbreak, it would do it like maybe four or five times. And go right. I mean, there was not not even a pause. We go straight into bringing on the heartbreak, which uh, was uh, I didn't like. But anyway, go ahead. What did you think about this track, Lee? Oh, I love it. My favorite song. One of my favorite songs. The only reason why I didn't pick it was because of what Ralph was, you know, talking about that fade out. It's like if you're going to play that song, you have to have it be with the no, 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 no for about at least a minute. Um, in fact, I was once with my friend Pascal, and we were listening to the song, and he said, why don't you put that, because um, we had our windows open, and we used to play music blaring loud out of my speaker, out of my stereo. He went, why don't you put that on and go, no, 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 and then we go and ride off, and then the neighbors have to hear it for about an hour or so. Or whatever. I didn't do it, but... It was it, that would have been funny, you know, but but yeah, that that was something that I used to love. I used to listen to on a purpose for that reason. I had that. That was fucking cool. Dang, I like this song. I think it's a freaking great way to end the original release. It just it's so hard. It just kicks so so much ass. Great track, and then uh, we already talked about the bringing on the heartbreak, and then we'll we'll get to the uh, other song, "Me and My Wine." What do you think of that track, Ralph? Oh, that's another great one. Uh, slightly different because I did have the single for I think it was "Let It Go," that had that was the B side for "Let It Go" on uh, but they re-recorded or they did something to it different, uh, which is still kicks ass either way. But man, it's hard to get that original version now because that 180 gram has a newer version but it's great and the video was um they made a video for it that was very much inspired by the show the young ones which uh i love the young ones and uh the video is cool them in the house and and uh jamming to the song in the bathroom and it's just awesome shit i love it what did you think about it lee um i liked it back then when i heard it on mtv and now it doesn't do as much for me it's okay, and the solo's good, and the overall vibe of the song is pretty good. But, yeah, it it kind of lost its flavor a little bit. I don't like it quite as much as I did now. 
Well, I will tell you this. If it was added on the album, it'd be my least favorite track. I love it, but I don't think it's as good as every song on this album. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a cool track. I, I like it. It's freaking, it's just like, when I used to be at work and they asked me how I was doing, I go, dude, fine, but just me and my wine. And they go, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, you don't like Def Leppard, do you? <laughs> it was funny back then uh, when I used to work at In-N-Out in the 80s. And then uh, you asked about Listen to the Master. I just looked it up. It says uh, the solos on that was number one, Clark, and two was Willis. Nice. And then they both do a solo together, which is just cranking, man. Yeah, I got to look up Wikipedia. Yeah, I got to look it up because I'm, I'm interested to see who did all the solos on those songs. I'm a huge fan of On Through the Night. I got to say, I do like High and Dry more, but not by much. You know, I love On Through the Night. It's such a great album. That's yeah, a kick-ass album. They were all they were all teenagers. I think uh, Rick Allen was 16 at the time. Yeah. I believe. I think so. He said I heard him on Eddie Trunk, and he said he was 16 when he joined Def Leppard, and yeah. his parents were very supportive of him. Nice. Yeah. So well, that was uh, Def Leppard High and Dry from 1981, and uh, what we do now is we pick tracks of the week. Is there a track, a band you want people to listen to, Ralph? Uh, <clears throat> hmm, I didn't think of this. Oh, well, you know what? I just finished watching a couple hours ago, and I absolutely loved it. I've been on this se- I mean, I've always loved... Well, no, I, not always. For the past, like, I don't know, eight, ten years, I've really gotten into Elvis Presley a lot. And all I do is, like, listen to Elvis Presley constantly, and I just bought every single Elvis Presley movie, and I've never seen an Elvis Presley movie. And uh, I watched like uh, a couple hours ago. I watched Jailhouse Rock, and it was awesome. I loved it. He was, you know, uh, Elvis was kind of scummy in the movie and uh, killed the guy, went to jail, and then got out and wanted to, uh, you know, get get into the music business. A record company guy rips him off. He goes and smacks him around. Pretty cool shit. So that's my pick of the week: the movie Jailhouse Rock with Elvis Presley. Cool. All right. And I, I have you ever, have you got the Kissing Cousins yet? I watched that movie a long time. Ago. Uh, uh, yes, but uh, dude, Elvis has so many movies that I got to sit through all these movies. And I watched another one today called uh, Oh, It Happened at the World Fair, which was very hokey and stuff. But I still dug it. I thought it was kind of funny in spots. But I've only sat through, and I just started watching one called uh, uh, Something and Joe or the, uh, Stay Away Joe. I think it's called. And that one's not too good. But you know who's in the movie is uh, uh, Burgess Meredith, Mickey from Rockies in the movie. And also in the, in the World's Fair, a cameo, uh, Elvis Presley want, was, wanted to hit on this nurse so bad, nurse had nothing, nothing to do with him, that he made a kid kick his shin so he can go see the nurse. And the little kid was Kurt uh, Russell. Uh, it was Kurt Russell. I was like, oh my God, it's Kurt Russell. as a little kid. I love British cool Meredith, people. especially the Twilight Zones he did. Especially oh yeah, the librarian that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> when his glasses broke. Yeah, that was, was he awesome. was he was he younger? Yeah, I mean, well, especially in Twilight Zone, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he was still kind of young in the in that Elvis movie. Uh, it looks yeah. like a later Elvis movie, though. It might have been late sixties. Because they uh, never really saw him when he was young. Well, Twilight Zone, he was kind of young. I mean, I mean, well, oh, okay. maybe like thirty, you know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he, he wasn't like eighty or whatnot. Yeah, well, I think he's been. I I think if you dig deep into Burgess Meredith, you'll probably find a movie that he was in his twenties. 
okay. All right, Lee. What song do you have? I'm going to play Jailhouse Rock from the movie as a track. Oh, can, can I can I pick another tune? Sure. Uh, I don't care. Baby, you're so square. I don't care. That one. Oh, from Elvis? I love that song. Okay. Yeah, it's from the same movie too. Okay. I don't care. Right. Baby, you're so square. Yeah. Got it. Uh, you that'll, that'll, that'll be instead of my pick. What's your pick, Lee? Give me a pick. Well, all right. It, it would have been from the group Status Quo. The from the album Ma Kelly's Greasy Spoon and the song would be called Daughter. Daughter? Yeah. Don't Ooh. call me daughter. I, I was thinking the same thing in my head. That's funny. It's it's actually a, a, a pretty good tune. Cool, I got it. I, I'm going to pick Bob Seger Rock and Roll Never Forgets just so my fiance could hear Bob Seger when she listens to the show because she doesn't care for him. Oh. Oh, okay. I think that's funny. I love Bob Seger. Like uh, me and Terrence said, you're not American if you don't like Bob Ziger, you know. <laughs> well, the first like five or six or seven albums of his, he doesn't. Well, the first one's still in print, but a lot of them are not. But but his really early stuff that was really good, he he doesn't really like anymore. It's like you have to like go with his like eighth or ninth album before you get to anything by Bob Seger and so he's he's like trying to bury his catalog hmm that sucks I like everything he's done all right um what 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 album are you doing next week Lee it's your turn I'm thinking to myself uh why don't we do just just for the fuck's sake of it Joni and Chachi soundtrack. <laughs> Shut up. I haven't even really heard this album, but I just want to do it because I think it would be interesting. And then I might change it later, but Terry Reed's album, River. Terry ah, Reed. Here's some, here's some trivia for you, uh, Lee. Yes, I already know what you're doing to say. It's a cheap tick related thing, but go on. No, no, it's not even that. Yes. Oh. And, and by the way, just this week, Terry Reed performed with Cheap Trick Speak Now Forever All Your Peace for the very first time ever. Oh shit, I didn't know that, so wow, that's, that's But cool. who was considered I mean, who did they who did, what musician, Led Zeppelin uh, uh, you knew it, yes. Before I, I, they got I, I, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm, Before I'm, they got I'm, Robert Plant uh, Jimmy Page yeah. wanted Terry Reed to be the singer of Led Zeppelin. Right, and I, I heard that they also wanted B.J. Wilson as the drummer but he was in Procoherum. But that was, you know, sorry. I, I, I shouldn't have said anything. I'm sorry. It's cool. All right. Well, thank you, Ralph, for being on the podcast. And, yeah, uh, thank, you about uh, thank you for giving me some uh, some tips. I was thinking about taking just Lee's name off and just call it Freeform Rock Podcast anyways. But I put yeah, it on man, there because I thought... every goddamn we, show. You might as well fucking make them their co-host. Yeah, well, he is the co-host. I just put it on there so... He, in case, because he told me to leave it on there and he didn't change his mind, so. <laughs> Don't listen to him, listen to me. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the one that read Cream, remember that. Yeah, he read 16. Hey. <laughs> Tiger Beat. You no, know, I, I, I did read Cream. I also sucked Cream, but never mind. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, yeah, that's part of 16 Magazine. How could you suck Cream if their shirt is tucked in? <laughs> well, there's a zipper. Oh, oh zip it. But not before I suck it. <laughs> What's this? All right, all right. So I'm gonna play you out with Elvis. Uh, I don't care, baby. You're so square. 
Uh, and then Lee's song, Status Quo, Daughter, and Bob Seger, Rock and Roll Never Forgets. Until next week, you guys have a great day, man. All right. Maybe I don't care. All right. Take it easy, man. Take care, man. All right, guys. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. You don't like crazy music. You don't like rocking bands. You just want to go to a movie show and sit there holding hands. You are so square. I don't you don't like a hard rod racing, driving late at night. You just want to bike that's nice and dark. You just want to hold me tight, you so square. Baby, I don't care. You don't know any dance steps that I knew. No one else can love me. I only know it does I wonder why I love you, baby I guess it's just because you're so square Baby, I don't care Baby, I don't care
Now let's get into the promos. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists, and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted! From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Rock and Rollers, if you want a podcast that kicks a lot of ass, make sure you check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast on YouTube. Every week, yours truly looks at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life and also in the history of rock and roll in general. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two, and I cover everything from ACDC and the Eagles to Pink Floyd, to Rush, to The Who, and everything in between. But there is no country music, no Tim McGraw, no Garth fucking Brooks, no rap, no Wu-Tang Clan, no fucking Jay-Z on the show, because that shit is frowned upon with this rock and roller. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. New episodes up every Tuesday, exclusively on YouTube. Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's going to be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's going to be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing. Check it out. Please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. 
Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.